Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. I, uh, trouble sleeping last night. I got out. got this hip issue. Oh, okay. And I think it's because of the nonstop yoga. Mm. Sort of at that point. You haven't given yourself a rest day or whatever. Yeah. And, um, so literally three o'clock in the morning this morning. Yeah. I was like, I can't do it anymore. So I got up and went downstairs, did a little stretch. I got those, one of those inversion tables. Yeah. That's how you sleep, isn't it? On the inversion table? <laughs> Upside down? I don't know if that would be a good idea. <laughs> if you want blood in your head, that will. So I was down hanging upside down at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I felt something pop, though. Good thing you didn't get stuck. You'd yeah. be yelling for your wife. <laughs> I'm stuck upside down in the basement. You need decent core to get on one of those machines. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to try not to complain because I probably did this to myself with this stupid idea that I'm going to do yoga every day for a year. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. A couple more upside-down conversion table treatments, and Locke will be as good as new. I'm sure of it. Locker Room Topic of the Day. So if there was, I mean, a message behind the album, what would it be? Uh, To my fans, I love you dearly. To you critics, haters, and trolls, go f*** yourself. (laughs) Good rock. (laughs) Did an interview with, it's just strange times. Is it getting stranger? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of strange things out there, is it, right? Is it getting stranger, or it, like as you said before, is it just getting more out there? Like people are seeing it no, more. I think it's just bizarre. The people that are like, like why? Why are we looking at Kid Rock for advice on medical things? <laughs> yeah, like it's that sort of weird, weird time. Well, and then there's this odd sort of collusion and collision of of lives that you wouldn't like yeah. Tucker Carlson is sitting there in a cardigan with Kid Rock smoking a cigar <laughs> <laughs> on a national news station yeah. I, I mean say whatever you want about Fox News it's a national news station in one of the biggest countries one of the most influential countries in the world and he's talking to Kid Rock yeah like it's just it's bizarre, and about like, and what are your thoughts on COVID? Yeah, and do you? Yeah. Th- and w- <laughs> there was a point during the interview where Kid Rock talks about hanging out with Donald Trump. Yeah, at the White House, he was invited to the White House by Donald Trump. And with Kid Ted Nugent, Rock, uh, yes, and Kid Rock is asked by Donald Trump his opinions on North Korea and ISIS. What it, the- 
How would you, you you go by Kid Rock? You're a, a grown adult man who still goes by Kid Rock. Um, what are your thoughts on North Korea? <laughs> it's like getting marriage advice from Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, it's just bizarre. bizarre well, I like Kid Rock's music. Don't get me wrong, but no, it I would never is. come to him for advice on global issues. No, maybe what kind of tequila to yeah. drink, right? Or yeah. it's just it's bizarre, absolute bizarre. How time. do I smoke a brisket? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Anyway, the topic ties into that. Um, what celebrity would you be willing to take advice from? Okay. Mine's dead, so we'll open up the floor to dead guys, too. The locker room topic of the day. Celebrities you'd take advice from. Grant, you. Uh, I went with Brian Cranston. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Probably one of the greater scenes. That scene, I remember watching that live, like, when it first aired. Yeah. And just having, like, chills. Yeah. Hey, so, Brian Cranston, he seems really smart and wise and nice. His career is awesome. I mean, he used to be on Seinfeld. Then he was Malcolm in the... That's right. He was he, the dentist on Seinfeld. That's right. He was the <laughs> dentist. I forgot about that. <laughs> he took a long time to get his career going. Dr. Tim Watley. Yeah. Like, he yeah. was... He was, his... like, well, he was doing comedy. Because he did Malcolm in the Middle for a lot of years. Which yeah. I, always, I always liked Malcolm in the Middle. And then, all of a sudden, he just... When he quit Malcolm, I, I heard him role ever. talking about Malcolm in the Middle. And when he quit, he kept getting more of those offers, right? Like, you know, the, the goopy dad kind of yeah. thing. And he and he sort of stuck to his guns. And, and I'm not exactly sure what the, what the whole, you know, what the whole philosophy or reason why yeah. the guy that wrote, what's his name? The guy that wrote Breaking Bad. He's kind of a famous Hollywood writer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know why, but he was like dead set on Vince using Gilligan. Brian, Vince Vince Gilligan. He yeah. was dead set on using Brian Cranston for this role. And um, oh, I knew what it was. I remember now. Vince Gilligan couldn't convince the people, like the money backers or the 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 the, the company that was going to produce Breaking Bad, to use Brian Cranston because they couldn't get Malcolm in the Middle. Right. Out of they were like, he's the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. So they went and he showed him. A old episode that uh, Brian Cranston did of X Files. Oh, okay, and went. This is why I want to use them because <laughs> Vince Gilligan was part of the X Files. Okay, originally, and so that's how Brian Cranston ended up getting the Breaking Bad role, which was like the best TV show oh ever God. made. Yes, in my opinion, I would say one of them for sure. The locker room topic of the day. What celebrity would you take advice from? Uh, this one's come in a few times. Brandon from Stony texted in as well. Morgan Freeman. There are those of us who like to venture to the unexplored, to see the beauty and the strange, just to hear him talk to you, yeah, and unknown. I'm gonna stop that there because every once in a while, Morgan Freeman has stuff out there where he's swearing, <laughs> <laughs> and it's always funny. <laughs> yeah, one of the funnier um, clips I've ever seen Morgan Freeman do was that that teaser for the Chappelle comedy oh yeah he did like the intro or whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 where he's in Chappelle's truck yeah <laughs> and then finally Ch Chappelle is just thinking and then he turns and he goes would you shut up 
Yeah. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's in the truck with him. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. What celeb would you be willing to take advice from? George Carlin. I said dead or alive. George Carlin would definitely be. You know what I've heard about George Carlin from a lot of people um, that uh, sort of grew up in like in his shadow was that he was very giving like he he was he was approachable um and for years while he was doing what he was doing would be in contact with other comedians to give them advice and hey say you know hey i saw your show last night i saw you on johnny last night da, 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 da. a lot of people say that he was very giving that way is there a reason why you picked him he was just so smart you know, he was such an intelligent man, and it really came through in a lot of his comedy, and people missed it, I think, a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And a lot of stuff that he predicted came true. Back in the day, like, he would make comments about what was coming down the pipe, and he was right. What's your name? Yep. Monica. Save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're going to save the f- planet? The Locker Room Topic of the Day. What celeb would you be willing to take advice from? This one's coming quite a few times. Army Chris said it. Clint Eastwood. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? See, the thing with Clint for me is, I I don't know if if Clint is the guy you get advice from, (laughs) or if you just sit on the back deck and have a couple of beers. Uh, Yeah, yeah. The thing is, though, is he's a great actor. He's a director. He's uh, you know Produce. put out so many good. Still movies. working. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just did that. Um, um, the movie about the Atlanta Olympic bombing that was pretty good. Uh, Richard Jewell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, was, yeah that, that was a pretty good movie. Yeah, that's right. He was he was a director. Um, that. He's a little like when I've seen him speak. Like remember he did that speech Kurt. when he was talking to the empty chair and everyone was kind of uncomfortable. Well, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. Like I I don't think we respect our elders enough nowadays, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um but I think there's a line right there, there's there's a line where yeah. okay, you maybe shouldn't let It's kind of like Sleepy Joe run a country. Would you take Just advice sin. from current day Don Cherry? <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Like, I love Don Cherry. I'll go for a but beer. But I'm probably not looking to him for advice. Don, let's go for a Budweiser. <laughs> but c- can I get you to help me with my taxes? <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. What celeb would you be okay taking advice from? Um, this one came in from Marco, Dave Chappelle. I look at it like this. I'm at a restaurant with my wife. It's a nice restaurant. We're eating dinner. I look across the room. I say, you see this guy over here across the room? He has $100 million. And we're eating the same entree. Uh, so, okay, fine. I don't have $50 million or whatever it was. But say I have $10 million in the bank. The difference in lifestyle is minuscule. Um, the only difference between having $10 million and $50 million is an astounding $40 million. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, uh, like George, George Carlin, who came in earlier, they're the really, you can tell they're deep thinkers. Yes, and they really do a good job of making their points through comedy. But they, you know, they I think there's people out there that are put on the planet to get a message across, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I think they're they're almost destined to be 
they're sort of anointed somehow, right? It's like, and, yeah. and and some of them find different ways, different paths through life to to help make the world a better place to live. And I think there's a case to be made that some people just find it easier to get that message across through comedy. And, and, well, and Chappelle is one of those guys. It's like you watch him. He's my favorite stand-up comedian. And you're laughing. I think he's mine too. You're laughing so hard the whole time, but you feel like you learned something at the end of it. His stuff is so <laughs> poignant. Yeah. Right. And the other and obviously thing, obviously not for everyone. Not for everyone. Ruffle yeah. Some feathers. But. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If you sit and watch, because I've watched most of his. I don't think I've missed any of his specials. If you sit down and you watch his specials, you get a sense that he's not just doing it to make you laugh. Yeah. He actually has. There's a reason behind what he's doing. And, and I don't know. I trust the reason, right? Right now, I trust the reason. Yeah. Even even though it, there's been numerous attempts to cancel him, I still get a sense that he does what he does for the right purposes. Yes. Yeah. For a reason. If you haven't seen Chappelle, you gotta watch some. Turn on Just Netflix. Just go on yeah. Netflix. I think there's like four or five or six it's of even them. More on than yeah. yeah. The locker room topic of the day. What celeb, would you be okay taking advice from? Um, Tony B texted in and said, I would definitely take advice from Joe Rogan. Well, well, well. well if well, it is well. an old horseworm Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened with, with Rogan in the last couple of years. That Spotify deal, I think, might have been the... I don't know. I think he just got elevated to a much bigger platform once that happened and... A lot more criticisms and whatever else. A lot more attention paid to what was going on. Mm. I still will listen to Rogan every once in a while. I don't like... I'm not going to take medical advice from him. No. Um, but he still has some good things to say on, on certain topics. And Yeah. My issue with him, with with some of the things that have happened in the last couple of years, is that he's lost his humility. Mm. Right? Like, instead of... Instead of making fun of it or having a sense of humor about it, he kind of got his back up, and it didn't. It didn't look good on him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, like there's that clip where he was saying something wrong and he wouldn't back down. Yeah. And the guy like proved that he was wrong right there, and he mm -hmm. like immediately like he wasn't like he used to be like oh you know, I'm an idiot I got that wrong he like got his back up about it. But yeah. is is that like a Success does that to people, though. Sometimes, I think right? it did. I think because because I some think... people are so successful, and I don't have and I don't have to listen to you. Look at look at me compared to you, mm -hmm. right? I think he's also a bit confused about his the role that he plays in pop culture right now. And, and granted, I mean, he never asked for this, but it's the path that he took, right? And they threw a bunch of money at him, and he has the ear of a lot of people, and I think that's gotten into his psyche. I think the $100 million got into his psyche a little yeah. bit. Um, and I think, you know what else I think the problem was? And this is something that I've noticed, because I've listened to him for quite a few years. People stopped calling him out, his friends in particular. Right. Right? Because that's what I think is lacking with him now. Yeah. So my favorite person to call UFC fights. Oh, yeah. He's amazing at <laughs> yeah. that, for sure. Three. I shall call him Minnie. Hey, I will not be ignored. It's 
like Minute at the Movies, but shorter. Quentin Tarantino's birthday this week, and uh, turns 58 years of age. He is filmed as a director. Ten movies. Ten right? movies. Pulp Fiction being probably his biggest. I'd say Pulp is his biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He's also done a bit of acting. Um, he's written some movies that he wasn't pro- uh, producing or directing. Like True Romance is one. You've seen that one, no? Like yes. He wrote that, but he never directed it. That Actually, was one of the first movies you made me watch ever. It's my favorite movie. Um, here's a list of the Quentin Tarantino movies that Jimmy has not seen. Jackie Brown, which is pretty decent. Yeah, that's pretty good. I made you watch Kill Bill at one point. Yeah. But you haven't seen Kill Bill 2. No. Um, Death Proof and Grindhouse are the same. Like, that's a... That's like a double feature thing that he did. Oh, okay. So you kind of have to watch those together. Those are okay. I wouldn't put them at the top of my list. I really like Death Proof. Do you? I don't know why. I like it's it's really old school, right? Like he yeah. intentionally made it like an old school movie. And Russell, um, what's his name? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yeah. He's yeah. awesome. I, I always really like Death Proof. Um, from Dust Till Dawn, I really like that movie. And because that one, you haven't seen Dust of Dawn? I don't think he no. actually wrote oh, that. Oh, no, wait. No, no he, he, acted he, in he acted in it. I almost saw it. I was in the theater for like half an hour and I walked out. Okay, well, I'm leaning on that one now. <laughs> Four rooms. And uh, that's with Tim Roth. I haven't seen Four Rooms, actually. Four Rooms is okay. Um, and Little Nicky, which I've never seen before. <laughs> that's one of the worst he, movies I've ever seen. He was in that? that was, he was a, a bit part in that. Okay. So that movie is Adam Sandler is like the son of the devil, and he comes to Earth. Oh, that's right. And Quentin Tarantino plays a street preacher in it that keeps getting injured. <laughs> What's your pick, right? I want to... Say uh, Death Proof. Do you? Okay. Just because I don't. Doesn't he have to watch Death Proof and Grindhouse together? That's the only reason why I was sort of thinking. Because he made those together, and and the purpose of them was to be played back to back. Like it was like a um, double. It was like a weekend double feature thing that he was doing. Yeah, I don't think you have to. They're not connected. They're yeah. not connected. But anyway. Yeah. Um. I and the and the vote on text is kind of split. We got Jackie Brown from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, no one, uh, no one going uh, with Little Nicky. <laughs> Jackie Brown is coming <laughs> twice now. Okay, I don't know. I think it's not. Is it Death Proof? I thought it was um, Planet Terror that was involved with Grindhouse. Was it? Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe they're all connected. So, anyways, it doesn't matter. All right, I don't know. Dust Till Dawn keeps coming in. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I can't, it's I also can't my favorite I've George. That. It's also my favorite George Clooney movie, <laughs> and I don't like George Clooney. Danny Trejo's in it. Danny Trejo's in it. Yeah. Isn't Cheech? Um, Isn't Cheech in it? I think, I think so. He, yeah. Yeah. Yes, because Selma there Hayek. was there was one. It, it was the the scene that had Cheech where I walked out. He was the border guy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, he Julia no, Lewis, isn't it? No, Cheech was the owner of the of the strip club, wasn't he? Because um, he has that speech at the front of the steps. That's Danny Trejo, isn't it? No, 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 no that's that was Cheech. Because I walked out during that part. <laughs> that's just before they turned. You got to watch this. From dusk till dawn, if you can get past the, like, 
the craziness of that bar scene, Jimmy, you'll be good. It's actually pretty you know, decent. You know, the, th- the thing with that movie is I was also a little bit different back then. I was very religious. You had a, and what there was Jesus a lot do of, tattoo on you? And there was, like, a, a lot of that stuff bothered me, so I, I was uncomfortable in the movie at the time. Cheech, so I, Cheech plays different. three different characters in the movie. That's Does he? What it, yeah, he plays it, the border guard. He plays... Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he plays three different characters, yeah. All right. There's a speech he has at the beginning. Yes. Like, at the, on the steps of the of the, of the bar before they go. That's when Jimmy walked out. That's when Jimmy walked out, yes. This, see, this, the difference is you'll be watching it this time, and you'll be, you'll be drunk, right? So... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. From dusk till dawn. Karoon presents the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. Well, it looks like Randy Kenny is going to uh, get his way here. The UCP vote where they will decide if he gets to keep his job. And he gets to keep the company Dodge Ram that comes with it. Uh, it will be a mail-in vote, according to his main opponent, Brian Mean Gene. This is going to allow Randy to steal the vote. Mean Gene says that Jason Kenny, Randy Kenny, sorry, has been buying memberships to the UCP party on behalf of unaware Albertans. And then he will be mailing in votes for them without them knowing. So if you see any of your dead relatives on the UCP membership list, report it to Gene. This all sounds a little far-fetched, doesn't it? I mean, we know that Randy Kenny has strong wrists, but even he's going to cramp up writing in 15,000 votes for himself. He's going to get carpal tunnel. And really, at some point, you'd have to think Kenny would say to himself, is this worth it? What am I cheating for? Sure, when you're Premier of Alberta, there are some pretty sweet perks. The company Dodge Ram I mentioned. His rent in his mom's basement is paid for. He gets vouchers to Smitty's, and sometimes in the McDonald's drive-thru, they'll give him an ice cream cone. But are all the cheeseburger parties on the patio of the Sky Palace really worth it? I think he just needs to ask himself, what would Preston Manning do in this situation? Rest in peace. The Grant Report is brought to you by Spring Fever at Edmonton Glory Holes. It's the return of the walking tour. Bring a comfortable pair of shoes and join a tour today at Edmonton or TaborGloryHoleTours.com. Now, another episode of Locker Room TV. I could spend a lot of time watching videos of animals fight. I don't know why. So you always like, you're like, I'd, I'd never do TikTok. This is my whole TikTok algorithm. I've seen this video. <laughs> it's all animals fighting each other. <laughs> so I'll give you a rundown here. This is a bear trying to get into a pig cage. And then the, the, the bear has a bit of a rude awakening. <laughs> He's thinking bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Pork chops. Damn. Red pig. <laughs> Look at him. He is not messing around. Oh, and that, that his buddy goes. comes over. Hey, what's going on out here? <laughs> <laughs> that bear's in the corner. You do not mess with pigs. No. They are mean animals. Yeah, and they're thick. Okay, and that's not a small bear. He's like, I'm well, out of here. here. <laughs> I just love I the guess, way the one comes running out there. I guess no bacon for him. This is hilarious. I love stuff like this. <laughs> the bear's looking back like, Oh, he's licking his lips. He's like, 
They look so good, though. How can I make this work? <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you want to see that video, it's Locker Room TV, and you can get to any of our Locker Room TV uh, by going to the Locker Room YouTube page. Cruise News. Uh, Premier Jason Kenney's leadership review will be conducted via mail-in ballot. There was a lot of talk this week about what they were going to do because um, it was supposed to be one day in Red Deer. You had to go to Red Deer to vote. But UCP President Cynthia Moore said they wanted to ensure every single member had an opportunity to vote in the leadership review, and it wouldn't have been possible to do it that way. So they're doing the mail-in ballots. Newly elected MLA Brian Jean, he's upset by the news, saying it goes outside of the party's rules, and he's throwing some accusations out there. Um, Jean say, said having in-person votes is an anti-cheating mechanism. And uh, he claimed that he has been told that thousands of memberships have been bought by Jason Kenney's team <laughs> on behalf of people, most of whom don't actually know they're now members of the UCP party. So some pretty hefty accusations from Brian Jean. Uh, more than 15,000 people have now signed up to vote in the leadership review. April 9th, to determine whether or not Jason Kenney stays as premier of Alberta. All right. Yeah. We'll go around the horn. Do you think that Jason Kenney is going to cheat his way into uh, staying leader? I don't. Uh, Spit it out. We haven't got all day. I almost think yes. Okay. Uh, I want to say no, but only because I don't really understand how he could cheat. Like, I don't. Well, if he if buys a bunch of... Do you think he could get away with that? Like, you'd think that'd be pretty easy to expose, right? But how... It's not uh, that many votes. But people aren't going to be checking social insurance numbers. No, but or, it's being done by an independent company. The vote is But they're not going to double check all the votes. Run by somebody that used to work in a war room? <laughs> <laughs> that designed billboards for like, the war room? Like, I kind of hope that wouldn't be a thing, but you never know. Yeah, I I don't think he will, or think he can. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't put anything past anyone in politics. So, what about you? I think he's. Yeah, I do. You think he will. I, I think he'll try. I um, like he's still being investigated over the UCP leadership race from 2017. The RCMP are still investigating that. So if he's under investigation, then there's something shady he's doing. So if he did it once... That one was basically... I do you think, think there's such thing as an honest politician? I think it's... Preston I, Manning I, was the last of them. Peace. Rest in peace, Preston. Um, he's still not dead. What they did in the 2017 one, if I remember, was basically they got like... Okay, Kenny and Brian Jean up against each other. And then Kenny was like, hey, Jimmy, why don't you run? And your whole purpose is just to go after Brian Jean. Oh, that uh, it was a kamikaze. Would, who was that guy? Fildebrandt, wasn't it? No. That they threw in? Um, uh, Jeff Calloway. Jeff Calloway yeah. was, was, was. And then they give him a good job in the cabinet. Like, yeah. So they tell him, like, they call it a kamikaze thing. I, yeah. I think that. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the mail-in vote, um, but there's he is he has sat in a back room with somebody and had a conversation about how they could manipulate the vote. Yeah, coming up.
That's what I think. Yeah. Whether or not it's successful is beside the point. I, I think most politicians are dicks and they find ways to to bend the rules in their favor. Okay, do you think this is going to happen? Glenn said, how about NDP sympathizers um, buying memberships and voting for Kenny to make sure he stays there? So that it's when the election comes around... And we have a leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> so when the election comes around, then it's Kenny up against Rachel Notley, That's good which they would prefer over. Yeah, I... Man, I, I I don't trust any politicians anymore. Like, none of them. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Are you guys, like, secret snackers? No. Um, See, I'm not. We'll, we'll snack. Like, does it count? Like, snacking after the kids go to bed? Yeah. Okay, well, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating stuff that you know that the kids would want that you're hiding from the kids? Sometimes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some racist pieces. or When the girls were home, they hid food and booze from me all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, my daughter, I my oldest specifically. about that because you came across something in your yeah. house. And, you know. and my wife hides, uh, hides little things from me because she knows, especially if it's chocolate, yeah. right? Um, but I've never been the secret snacker. I don't have like a secret snack place. <laughs> if if I see it and I'm hungry, I'm going. You're going for I'm it. I'm going in. It doesn't matter where I am. Um, there was a survey about like secret snacking and where people do it. They have they call it shameful snacking, <laughs> and they said 18 percent of people have no problem eating on the toilet. Let's go in the bathroom. That's, I can't do it. No, I'm not a toilet. I, no. I can't eat in the bathroom. I, yeah, that's that seems like a line I don't want to cross. Yeah. Although I'll drink in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. The odd uh, somebody sent me a picture of, uh, of a uh, of a cup holder for the shower. Yeah, you can get those. Yeah, and and I was like, I already have it. I literally do. do. It? It, <laughs> I never put it up, but the wife got me one for like a stocking stuffer a couple years ago. Yeah, Christmas. One in five people admitted to eating food from the garbage can as well. What? Like they opened the lid. It's like the old Seinfeld, George Costanza. It was sitting on top. It hadn't touched any other garbage. I remember when I worked in restaurants, I I was so grossed out by people eating. Like they like the waitress or waiter would bring back uh, into the back. Yeah, and you'd see them dip in and grab something off. Something really? Like, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't I, do that. I couldn't do it. I I was revolted by that. I knew a guy uh, that used to like at Seven Eleven when their uh, when their sandwiches are like over a day old, they would throw them in a garbage bag and put them in the dumpster, and it, they were in their own garbage bag, and he used to take them out. Was this guy no. you? Was no, that, I know this who this you? guy you used to live with when when you got kicked out you, of the house when your old man kicked you out of the house when you were in the first time. 12. Yes. Yeah. Oh, your first Dennis Adness partner. Yeah, the first Dennis Adness. <laughs> That doesn't surprise me. Um, Did I tell you guys the story? I worked at this steak place, this uh, prime rib house. It was one of my first jobs, uh, uh, like, out of high school. Okay. I was on my own, and I was uh, working at Gabriel's, and I got the job to, to bartend because of this. Yeah. Gabriel lived a block or two away from the steakhouse. And the alarm went off, so we thought it was just a false alarm, so we hopped in the car, threw his slippers on and house coat, hopped in the car and drove down, and he caught his bartender in the garbage. 
at like three o'clock in the morning, and he's like, "What are you doing in there?" And and he figured it out afterwards. Yeah. He was taking full bottles of booze and throwing them in the garbage. Oh, and then getting when he was them cleaning later. up, and then smart, and then. <laughs> So the day after that happens, he sits me down and he's like, hey, do you know how to bartend? And I'm like, no. And he goes, well, you're going to learn. <laughs> I think I was I was underage, too, for the first couple of months. I wasn't actually 19 yeah, until... It would have been 19 in BC. Yeah, I was 19 and I was 18 serving liquor in a, in a, in a steakhouse. <laughs> but you probably looked 20. Well, I was so tall. tall. I never looked old, but I was, yeah, stupid tall. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the other places people eat in bed. Yeah, I do that one. Um, well, driving. I hate eating yeah, in bed. I, I can't stand crumbs in the bed. <laughs> it dried. You just need a handheld vacuum. <laughs> I eat while driving all Dyson. the time. Yeah, driving all. Everyone does, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Um, and the one I liked was in a storage room at work. <laughs> It's Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> He's down on the basement. He's baloney down in the basement. On the leading edge of fried chicken innovation and on a mission to figure out the 11 spices in the Colonel's secret recipe, here's your chicken news host, Greg Johnson. Greg Johnson. All right. So we have a new world record holder for the most chicken nuggets eaten in one minute. I think the number surprises people. Yeah. It's 19. I feel like um, I could do that. Everyone feels like they could do that, right? But you can't. <laughs> Are you sure? I think so. Because I'm like, my initial reaction was like, 19, I could do that in a minute. Uh, and then you start to think about it, and you watch the video of her doing it. So it was done by a British competitive oh, you have a eater. Video? Yeah, there's a video of it. It's on YouTube. Uh, Leah is her name. And she holds several uh, records for uh, eating. eating. Yeah. Like she I has did, the see that. fastest time to eat three mince pies. That was 52 seconds. Fastest time to eat three pickled eggs, 7.8 seconds. Fastest time to eat a muffin without your hands. Uh, most marshmallows in one minute. <laughs> and most tomatoes in one minute. And uh, she went after this one and she thought Sounds she like was. Sounds like Jimmy's porn search. <laughs> <laughs> She thought she was going to eat 20 was her goal, and she got 19 down. Why do I feel like I could do 19 chicken nuggets in a minute? A minute's a long time. I don't think you could. You don't? No. I, I, it's like, um, I remember watching. A minute is a long time, dude. (coughs) You know, I remember watching, um. They used to have that Guinness World Record show on TV. Yeah. And the guy was going to break the record for the most Ferraro Rocher chocolates eaten in a minute. Yeah. And it was he got nine, and that was the world record. And I, I was like, I could you, do that. But You've got to clear it out of your mouth, right? That's yeah. part of the... You can't just stuff them all in your mouth. you yeah. got to actually chew them and eat them. you got to swallow them. Yeah. Huh. 19 chicken nuggets in one minute. Guess what I'm doing today. Are you okay over there? What do you got? He's got chicken nuggets <laughs> stuffed. <laughs> Choking on my coffee. Okay. All right. It's also Jimmy's porn search. Because <laughs> you guys made me laugh when I had a mouthful of coffee. <laughs> and now another world famous locker room Twitter poll. What did we just put up, Grant Johnson? So just a reminder, tomorrow is COVID free Friday. If anyone on the show mentions COVID, yeah. they have to go sober for all of Friday and Friday night. And we're going for a work lunch tomorrow afternoon, by the you way. You screwed it up 
once, but then we all we screwed all, it up. Well, Jimmy screwed so, it up, you screwed it up, and then I screwed it up. Or, yeah. or I screwed it up, and then you screwed it up. So, so it was, we canceled it. We canceled but it, you've, and then... You've both had to go sober on a Friday. Yeah. Jimmy lasted about... Seven minutes. After leaving the building. Yeah. And then he had to lose two uh, picks in his in our celebrity death pool. Did you actually go sober on the Friday? You, yeah. You did? We... Yeah. Should have got it confirmed. So this is asking, should the locker room continue with COVID-free Fridays? End it, keep it, or no nerd news Fridays? Replace it. Um, So far, keep it is winning with 80% of the vote. And then um, replace it with no nerd news Fridays. At 20%, nobody has voted to end it. I just did. Yeah, you don't like it because you always want to talk about COVID. Well, I got screwed last (laughs) week on the double Caesars. (laughs) You guys want to make those doubles? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, because you had to buy a round. That's the other punishment is the person that says it has to buy a round for the the other two. Yeah, and that's when I came up with the idea to end it. When when they brought me my bill and it was $50. (laughs) How was it $50? I got your food. It was 50 bucks. It was 50, it was like six. Three double Caesars that you ordered, Jimmy. Yes, and Jimmy, like literally, like she, she didn't even get it out of her mouth. She was like, would you like double? Yeah, doubles, doubles, doubles. Woo! actually triples. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, yeah, we need to end this soon. <laughs> I, um, we'll leave that up and we'll, we'll get the results tomorrow. Yeah. Are we talking about COVID anyway? Like, do you, do you understand why? That's yeah. why I was saying we should just. Well, there's a lot of subtle ways that we mention it when we're like, we do a study and we're like, as we get back to normal or the world has changed, like those things break COVID free Friday rules too. No, so they don't. It's a, yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. That was never part of the rules. That's you how have I, to say COVID. I say COVID. Or the pandemic or yeah, yeah, not vaccines. Not, not what or, we, because no. we've all done that. We've not all, on Fridays. I've been paying attention for that and trying to bait into that. <laughs> I'm like I'm the worst at this. I think yeah. I've screwed it up the most, so <laughs> I have the most to lose. Phoning Gloria from Big Brothers Big Sisters. Good morning. How are you? Well, sleeping, but I'll make do. I got coffee in hand. How are you? Very good. We've got a deadline to let people know about Gloria with respect to the Big Brothers Big Sisters Dream Home Lottery. That is correct. Somebody is going to win fifty thousand dollars. And they have until tonight at midnight, right, to log on um, BigBrothersHomeLottery.org to buy yourself some tickets. That is correct. And um, we are going to be drawing for that next week on March 31st. So whoever wins, they don't have to wait long. Okay, nice. Okay. Now, um, the other deadlines, let's get those out quickly for the home. When's the draw? So the final deadline, the big one for the house, a $1.29 million dream home plus 25K is April 27th, and we'll be drawing for that on May 11th. So that's coming up quick. You know how time goes. It flies. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get in on that. Get in on those tickets. The home is beautiful. I was lucky enough to, uh, to, to get a bit of a tour there, and we actually did a video. Gloria and I walked through the house yesterday. It's not open to the public, obviously, with what's been going on here over the last couple of years, uh, but you can go to both the Big Brothers Big Sisters Dream Home Lottery webpage 
Um, and you can go to the crew's Facebook page to have a look at it. Kind of a, an interesting design this year. Yeah, it's well, I, I think it's lovely. I've, we've had like super great feedback. What did you What did you think about the house? I really liked it. I it's it's um, some of the homes that you've had in the past were like they were they felt like too much. For, for for me, like I haven't got the kids around anymore. I could yeah. see myself living in this home, right? Yeah. You could have a family in there, but it wasn't, it it didn't feel like I needed to invite Jimmy over every weekend to, you know, fill a spot, right? Like this, yeah. I, it just, it felt, it's a big home. It's a beautiful home. It's got all these crazy amenities, but it, it, yeah. it also feels homey. It feels like I could, I could live there. I, I like the, uh, the office spaces too. Um, there's a little yoga studio downstairs. I'm, I'm always a big fan of the basements with you guys, with, with mm-hmm. what you guys do with the basements. Yeah. Well, we always try to finish them. We want to give a, a full finished product. And of course the house comes fully furnished, but I think what's really awesome about this house. And we started this last year. Um, and people really liked it is that we put solar panels. Yeah. So you can save money on your electricity and we, we all know what's going on with, with prices these days. So yeah. that's a huge savings there. Yeah, very cool. Well, listen, good luck with the with the home this year. I know the 50-50 is almost done as well. We should plug that because you can buy a package for, you can buy a single ticket or a package for the tickets for the home if you go to the webpage, but you can also buy the 50-50 tickets, and you guys usually cap it out um, at two mil, right? Yeah, so Dream Home tickets start at 30 bucks. There's packages, and then the 50-50 is only $10, like, Super cheap. It's already half sold. The jackpot's over a million right now. Do you want to get in on that? We usually sell out the 50-50 every year. I think we sold out the last four, four years, years straight. in a row. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So get on that. And again, the webpage is bigbrothershomelottery.org. Get your tickets. Thank you, Gloria. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. You've been listening to The Locker Room Podcast. On time and under budget. Sounds like it, too. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.